you got your nods. You got your nods. Are you ready? Room for this? a motherfucker. You power through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I need a DVD player. Here I am. So, <laughs> you still sell? There's like a there's like a huge truck like. You know, there's a lorry out there. There's a, there's a lorry. Oh, there's a lorry out there. <laughs> it's a tractor trailer. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to Franchise, presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises, one film at a time, as we try to figure out what makes a franchise good, what makes a franchise bad, and what makes a franchise work. And is it worth your time <laughs> watching any of those films? We're your hosts, I'm Jonathan Foster, and I'm here with who? Ariane and Ansa Putri. My daughter. What's up, Dad? Hey, Ariane. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah. This is it, Ariane. Mm-hmm. We're in it. The first yeah. official episode of Franchise. Here we are. Ooh, we're here. We're here. We're talking about the Fast Saga. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Some of your favorite films yeah. are coming up in this series. Absolutely. And it's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be are great. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. So we've been sitting on these episodes for ages. For and ages. I want people to hear them. Yeah. And they're good stuff. And I'm really excited for it. So it's going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is your first official episode of Franchise. If you'd like to learn more about your host, myself and Ariane, and things like why I call Ariane my daughter. Yeah, he's not actually my dad. Yeah, I'm not her dad. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a joke there. And it's been going on for like well over two, two years. years. <laughs> so yeah, you can learn a little bit more about ourselves and why we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And the first episode is episode zero. Well, it's not the first episode because this is the first episode. Episode, it's zero. episode zero. It's a, it's a, it's a zero episode. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist except it's in your feed. Go check it out. But yeah, I'm sure you're going to learn plenty more about myself and Ariane as we go along throughout this crazy franchise. Uh, super excited get this out there because we mentioned episode zero we started this journey all the way back in april 2020 Mm -hmm. where we were doing just bonus episodes over on our patreon for the patrol cinecast and it's like pandemic times early which is still kind of is but we're it's still early days early days of the pandemic when yeah when people were still baking bread and you know hoarding toilet paper all that all that (laughs) season one stuff are you still hoarding toilet paper jonathan i'm still no not toilet (laughs) paper but i am still Bacon bread. Hell so yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I kept that going. I learned Sick. how to make pizza during it all. It was really good. Awesome. So yeah. I'm a I feel like a real human being. Like, <laughs> a real person. Like, I like I baked bread yeah. and I watched movies about fast cars. I'm such a I real feel like person. a settler, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a settler. You can set me out in, you know, I don't know, eighteen hundreds wild west and I could at least make some bread. Yeah. And then I get bitten by a rattlesnake and die. What a life. What a life. At least he had the Fast and Furious yeah. movies. <laughs> That's a, yeah, you, you bring Nos back into the past. We're derailing here, yeah. but yeah, we are. It's okay. Yeah. Um, we're so excited. We're, we're too excited. Yeah. <laughs> so we're about to get into this first episode. It's the Fast and Furious. We weren't really sure this mm-hmm. was going to become its own series at the time of recording this back in April 2020. So you can expect some dated references and ideas yeah. that get expanded upon in future episodes, but it's fine. I think we're ready. Yeah. We're all ready here. We can start our engines. Vroom, vroom. And we can get ready to get franchised. Get franchised. Andrew O'Hear of Salon.com said, may not have much of a brain, but it's definitely got a pulse. So true. Felix Gonzalez Jr. of DVD Review. This is that. That joke is going to make so much more sense down the line. Just wait. It's going to pay off so well, like in the second episode and the third episode and maybe even the fourth episode. It's not a joke. You keep explaining it. It's, it's, it's a joke that I enjoy. Okay. It's my own joke. It's his own little um, joke. Yeah. 
<laughs> when characters are not racing at breakneck speed, the movie as a whole ceases to move. Man, he didn't like this one. Yeah. Kurt Fields of Washington Post said, Diesel, Brewster, and Rodriguez have undeniable charisma while Walker is serviceable in his role. How dare he? Serviceable? <laughs> you will not disrespect my boy like this. Anyway. Yeah, this is... I'm so stressed. Like- I'm so stressed. I get, I get real heated about Brian O'Connor. About Paul Walker. Like, like, my Virgo know, king. He was, yeah, he was strong in the first film. Oh, yeah. You know? It's like... I don't know. I mean, I know, I know. There's tough times ahead. Yeah. If you know anything about this franchise, there's tough times ahead with one Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor. But man, he he was a golden boy back then. Yeah. Like the literally golden had boy. golden hair. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it Except becomes brown later. All right. But uh, but okay. Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun Times, said it delivers what it promises to deliver, and knows that a chase scene is supposed to be about something more than special effects. Okay. Roger Ebert. We'll hear more about him as we go along. Oh, yeah. He becomes a, a big fixture yeah, of this About series. this franchise, funny enough. Um, yeah. Take that, film Twitter. Um, oh, man. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone said, Rob Cohen, who directed, who last directed The Skulls, ouch, can consider this one another career-killing skid mark. Yikes. He said yikes in the Rolling Stone. No, actually, I added, you added yikes, the yikes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that was a yikes. It is a, a yikes. Oof. It is Man, a yikes. that's tough. Yeah. Rob Cohen, I mean, what a dick. Rob Cohen does suck, so it's like, yeah. it's okay. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But Peter Travers. Right. Poor Peter Travers. Um, anyway. Whoa. This is it. Here, get your coronas at the ready and prepare your nos. Go ahead. It's the fast and the serious. One race, 2G buy it, winner takes all. I don't have any cash, but I do have the peak slip to my car. You brave, you brave. You're in. Do it fast, do it furious. the street where reputations are made it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile winning's winning in a world beyond the law you drive like you've done this before no never if you have what it takes you want a beer yo dom why'd you bring that fool here because he kept me out of handcuffs. You can have it all. My brother likes you. Usually he doesn't like anybody. But when rivalries are a way of life. I thought we had an agreement. You stay away, I stay away. When loyalty is all that matters. You don't know this punk, Dom. Watch your back. You break a heart, I'll break your neck. Would you be willing? Yeah, stick by me. Maybe. To risk everything. Running. Yeah. This time I'ma let it all come out. 
Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, enjoys the adrenaline of streetcar racing and his fans treat him like a rock star. <laughs> After a blazing encounter with the ruthless Johnny Tran, Dom, deci- I like how it just goes to Dom, Dom decides to yeah. take Brian, Paul Walker, a newcomer to street racing under his wing. Dom's sister Mia sees something she likes in Brian too. Trouble is, neither of them realize he's an undercover cop. And Dominic and his rival Johnny Tran are both prime suspects in a case involving dirty money and big rig hijacking. Which is another way of saying DVDs. (sighs) Yeah. DVD players. DVD players. Like, who gives a shit about DVD players? Come on, man. But they were worth a lot of money in the 2000s. Actually, some people still give a shit about DVD players. They haven't even upgraded to Blu-ray yet. Damn. Which is nuts. Although, I mean, these might still be the same people who haven't even upgraded to the idea of the fact that they can get everything on the internet as well. Well, mad respect to them, sort of. Mm -hmm. Shout out John's Bud Light glass. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. (laughs) Bring it back to Bud. Yo, you haven't brought up Bud Light in so long. I know, man. I uh (sighs) it's hard. I think it's just the music. It's hard out here. It's it's part of the whole music music identity and uh as a joke. And um yeah. I think I've shot myself in the foot as a musician by trying to be funny and uh try to uh act like i like bud light but (laughs) then i fooled myself and i worked myself into a shoot for any wrestling fans out there and Mm -hmm. um yeah i actually like bud light now so fair john likes bud light (laughs) i much like dominic toretto and i think it's why i drink it i i drank a lot of corona um, in my day (laughs) yeah you can have any beer you like any beer you like as long as it's corona (laughs) you can have any virus you like as long as it's coronavirus yeah because there's a desperado virus is for girls um (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of twitter bullshit um you posted this thing tagging in the podcast uh well it was a quote retweet of hannah flint on twitter saying i for one cannot wait to attend the fast and furious 9 uk premiere at the prince charles cinema neither can i and it was too (laughs) lovely that we were about to do a Fast and Furious episode that uh, that tweet went out and yeah, you got inspired. Perfect. It felt kind of fun. Um, yeah. And uh, fuck, who knows? That could be a possibility. Hell yeah. I will fly back in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'll be like, Paul, listen, you know how much this means to me. Yeah. You don't have to have rehire me, but just let me be there. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll help Peter <laughs> on the bar free of charge. <laughs> I just want to be there. <laughs> to see Vin and serve him a Corona that we'll only have in stock just for that night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Corona might be cheap after all this. Oh, fuck you know, yeah. People don't want to buy it, which, <laughs> which is, is so, is stupid. so stupid. But so stupid. So this all comes because Universal yeah. um, decided that oh, it yeah. was going to start to release its films on its uh on video on demand basically yeah on demand yeah the same day amc refused to yeah yeah the same day that the film comes out in cinemas so a lot of cinema chains around the world including the odeon here in the uk have decided to no longer play universal films which is absurd it is absurd absurd. uh because 
I think, I mean, it, it sucks because I, I know where they're coming from. It's a fear. Like, and obviously we're going through that with the Prince Charles cinema and stuff as well. It's like that yeah. whole fear of not wanting to talk too much about streaming services and blah, 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 because mm-hmm. you want people to be invested in your cinema. But I think at the same time, you have to hope that people are going to, or what well, they already have that option. I know this is conditioning them a little bit more to streaming services. And we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but I think you got to hold out hope that they'll still want to come to the cinema. I've seen tons of people just screaming about how they can't wait to come back to the cinema, like on Twitter and stuff. So it's the biggest thing I miss about being in the world. Just like going to the cinema by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just something special about going to the cinema. I mean, like oh, yeah. watching films at home is great. Sure. It's fun. It's comfy. But yeah. and sometimes I prefer it. But at the same time, like there are certain films you got to see on the big screen. Yeah. You know? Especially like for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fast right. 9 is one of them. I'm going <laughs> to rewatch the trailer tonight just to just to feel something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the OG, it's the 2001 car racing crime adventure from Rob Cohen. Mm-hmm. He's directed a lot of shit, but I don't really want to go into him that much because I start looking into him a little bit. And, um, Big seems, yeah, it seems like he kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to talk about what he did, supposedly. Yeah. Um, if you want to find out, you can look that up. Uh, but yeah, screw him. <laughs> it's the yeah, first film. It's the first film in the mega franchise that has seen a total of eight films, Hell with yeah. the ninth delayed film due to come out soon because of coronavirus coming out in twenty twenty one. Now, a planned tenth film, a couple mm-hmm. of short films, a uh, spinoff, a future three planned spinoffs, and then like a sequel to a spinoff. Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, today we're talking about the OG. Yeah, we're talking about the OG because. I love it. I haven't seen all those others, and uh, really, Jesus, yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I'll I'll go ahead and get into it. All right, so oh Fast and the Furious, the first one saw probably in cinemas. The second one probably saw in cinemas. The third, I mm-hmm. think I saw it like on home video or something. But mind you, I was like, I don't know, twelve when the first one came out. So you know, I was like, yeah, I was, I was like, like old, old enough. You were like a little two. baby. <laughs> I was two. So I remember when they were coming out and it was just a big deal. And then the third one came out and it was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then like, you know, it didn't have Vin Diesel or Paul. Well, actually, Vin Diesel made a cameo, but it didn't have Paul Walker in it. Um, It just felt completely, completely different. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then like it was years before another one came out. Like, yeah, and if, then like it turned into this huge thing. Like they yeah. turned into superheroes. Yeah, after yeah. The third film. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, because it's not the same style, really. No, not the um, same style. But like, I think we'll get into this later when we start getting into the details. But there are some things that, for I think the keen viewer or like genuinely people who love the first film, you notice them try to call back to some stuff, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think general masses which these films are made for will remember the continuity of the <laughs> yeah. franchise that well yeah like this isn't the avengers this arguably is my avengers um, <laughs> letty ortiz is my black widow um but yeah like like there there are so many things that that's like they're like they're really nice easter eggs that we we'll, we'll yeah get into. well it's it's funny because the first film in the second film they go together mm-hmm. and then 
they made the third film, but that's actually technically the later s- in the timeline. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so confusing. It three, four, sorry, four, five, and six are a yeah. trilogy that are a prequel to the third film. Yeah, and then three happens, and then seven, eight, nine, Hobbs yeah. and Shaw. Great. Um, right. Yeah. They lost me with Tokyo Drift, though. Yeah, Tokyo <laughs> Drift was weird because I like it, it's revisited in the eighth film. Yeah. No, no, in the seventh Lucas film. Black sorry. Make a, yeah, Lucas a Black cameo. makes a cameo in the um, seventh eighth, film. In the seventh film. Yeah. And everything in Tokyo apparently in 2017 was stuck in 2003, and I love that. Like Bow Wow makes a cameo, and I'm like, you got Bow Wow. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Sans Lil. Yeah, all he says, yeah, Lil. <laughs> Sans Lil, even though he looked very Lil. Um, <laughs> and all he says was, he knew Han, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Like you expect? I, I, I was just losing it. But anyway, let's talk about the first yeah. film before right. we lose it any further. Well, Rob Cohen was inspired to make this film after reading a 1998 Vive magazine article called Racer X. It was about street racing in New York City. And then he also apparently had watched a lot of illegal street racing at night in Los Angeles, which helped Mm. him get the idea for this. Mm. I'm just going to leave that there with us. Like, helped him get the idea for this. (laughs) Because <laughs> um, I'll get to that in a bit. It was originally titled Red Line. Do you know that? Why? Because they spray paint a red line on the street before they maybe start? or the red line <laughs> on the speedometer or something. I have. Oh no my idea. god, that's even no dumber. But for the most of the filming, it was called uh-huh. Red Line. Okay. Yeah, and according to Rob Cohen on the DVD commentary, the producers landed on the new title before they finished the movie because. They hated Red Line. <laughs> they hated the title. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to stay on the Red Line saga. <laughs> yeah. They decided they wanted to call it The Fast and the Furious, but they couldn't use it because it belonged to, it belonged to uh, director Roger Corman mm. um, because he made the 1955 movie of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Universal eventually agreed to give Corman the rights to some Universal stock footage yeah. or, or something. I have no idea what the Weird. footage was, but they gave him stock footage. I'm assuming it's not a car. Yeah, um, no, probably not. It, it's you know, it was probably like I don't know, some weird like, who knows? He probably has the rights to like some other superhero franchise that we have no idea yeah. <laughs> that Universal bought. Bloodshot. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he's made like some B movie that no one's ever seen. I'm gonna um, track it down. Yeah, we'll track um, it down. <laughs> yeah, we'll track it down for you guys. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about this cast. We got Paul mm. Walker as Brian yes. O'Connor. Yes, King. <laughs> I adore Paul Walker. Yeah. He's a very interesting person. He's an interesting performer. Altogether. He is, yeah. He's the Nomi Malone of this film, I swear <laughs> to you. He's just so aggressive and yeah. rabid, but not as much as the guy that plays Vince, whose mm. name I can't remember. Yeah, Michael Schultz or something. Yeah, but then I remember the first. He's hardcore, and his tank tops were something else. And his Um, his shitty tats, his shitty tats, his mesh tank tops, and his use of of uh, homophobic slurs. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. I hate Vince. (laughs) I legit, I wrote down in my notes. I've always disliked Vince, among others. 
But Paul, the the first shot you see of Paul Walker, he's like revving up his car, like he's mm. practicing just yeah. It Dodger Stadium, street gang at Dodger Stadium, yeah. and I looked at it like I think when I rewatched it, I rewatched I think the first half, um, quite recently. But before when I watched the whole thing, I remember being like, yo, like two thousand one, Paul Walker has like like has what Greg Sestero has always wanted. You know, like <laughs> he is Greg Sestero but actually managed to get famous. Completely. Like yeah. like oh, can you Im- I bet that like I bet Greg like auditioned for this didn't get it. Like Man, I would he, love he, to know that. Or he wasn't allowed to audition for it because he was shooting the room. <laughs> as we we from like from Malcolm in the Middle story. yeah he was probably but, um, about to go shoot it yeah like, he was about to go audition but Tommy was like no Greg you got to go uh you gotta go throw um, football like yeah you wanna you wanna drive fast car vroom vroom I buy you a Mercedes you can you can drive my Mercedes <laughs> I have Mercedes I have Chevrolet <laughs> I have everything you want all of it for you Greg why Greg why <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, but yeah, no. I think Paul Walker is really great in this because yeah. he's he sort of ties everything together in the sense that Brian is obviously like other than being like an undercover cop, he's our way in to mm-hmm. this whole world, and he's like a nice blank vessel. And I loved all the other like street racers, whatever, just being like, "Oh, your name's Brian, basic white boy name." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. "That gave me I, so much joy." So I, much joy. I just like. <laughs> I completely forgot how long it takes for you to realize that he's an undercover cop. Like I nearly almost ruined that for Julia because I don't think she had ever seen it and we were watching it together and, Mm. uh, and I knew he was a cop, but like I, mm. I was just sitting there thinking, it was like, Oh yeah, it's going to come out. And he said, it's probably like just the beginning of the film, but it's like 30 minutes in before Mm. you realize that he's a cop. It's 30 minutes in, but then like once you already know, you like, like clock it the second he starts arguing like the yeah. second he orders that tuna sandwich what a stupid white boy order! how that is the most suspicious thing like ordered the one thing everybody hates and i was like okay well done screenwriters for showing this um like before shadowing <laughs> speaking of like the street racers that make fun of brian it occurred to me uh, as i was rewatching it that jaw rule is in this oh yeah uh, <laughs> jaw rule I was gonna get to Ja Rule in a second. Let's get to let's get to like better people first. Yeah, let's um, get to Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> but before I get into that, I want to talk about Paul Walker a little bit. Like, do you? Yeah. Okay, so a couple years ago, unfortunately, Paul mm-hmm. Walker passed away, passed away. Yeah. due to speeding. Yeah, in his car, but he was even one hundred miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, um, with his financial advisor, crashed, and unfortunately car caught on fire and yeah it's very very sad it's really sad watching this film again and just seeing like the idea of street racing and all that in general like my god it it was hard to watch it was really hard to watch at times because paul walker is like he's still young you know and yeah it's like i know he did an insane amount of films and i know like later in the later sequels and stuff he obviously like was getting even better at driving in real life and like obviously yeah. start doing his own stunts like there's yeah, yeah, you yeah. know all these recordings of him doing all these crazy stunts and shit in the films like um without a stunt man and a yeah. hell of a lot of insurance but yeah it's crazy it's it's sad it's, it's really, really sad it's really um, really sad i didn't think i'd get into that like so early but you know hey dude i remember seeing um the seventh film in theaters 
um, I've, I've I think I've seen the last like four films in theaters. But um, I remember seeing the seventh one in theaters, and they like everybody knew beforehand that like oh yeah, Paul Walker passed away before they could complete the film, and mm-hmm. his brother was the stand-in for him, and they CGI'd his face. And then I just remember that scene. I, it still gets to me to this day. I am not sure how, but like Dom has this massive speech before him and Brian drive their separate paths and they have like the montage of the whole franchise and then mm-hmm. the Charlie Puth music starts. And then at the end, it just goes for Paul and I just lose it. Like I, I started crying no. so much because you don't like it's it's so weird. It's so sad and so terrible. And he had like really young kids at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I think Yeah, a really young like, daughter, I think. Yeah. I think she's like around my age now or a little younger or around my brother's age. But like yeah, I just remember being like, I didn't think this would affect me this much. And I I remember there's not a dry eye in the house. And like yeah. these movies are such a big deal here in Indonesia. Mm. Like it's it was like it was really surreal. It was really weird. But like, yeah, it's, it was also just like, wow, we were all really affected by the loss of this really talented actor mm-hmm. and the sort of the face of this franchise that's not Vin Diesel. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, it's weird it's how he is fun. sort of like the long standing face of the franchise, even though he's like yeah. arguably the least famous of almost everyone. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like as far as yeah. other films and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, like so if you were, you're up against Tyrese and Ludacris, yeah, um, The Rock, um, <laughs> yeah. fuck The Rock. He just like came in and smashed the whole franchise man, to pieces. Man, did he ever? Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel's like Vin Diesel. Okay, who? the beef. Oh my who? god. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll get it. Okay, the behind the scenes beef is like my favorite reality show. I wish they would do like a Real Housewives special. Of the behind the scenes Fast and Furious beef because my God, it is so fascinating and it yeah. is so rife with hyper masculinity. It drives me crazy. It's right, well, so funny. I'm I'll but give yeah. you like time at the end. Yeah, later. I'll let you just have your fill. Yeah. Um, okay. We're so beef by the end of this. <laughs> before we get to Vin Diesel though, uh yeah. apparently Paul Walker, before he was cast in the film, Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg, no. Christian Bale. Okay, I see that. And Eminem, <laughs> we're all considered for the part of Brian O'Connor. There's something about Eminem when you look at him and you can tell this man cannot drive. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so That's weird. so stupid. But Christian Bale, I think, would be really good. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is like a precursor to Ford versus Ferrari. I think he In, can vroom, vroom that well. I think he can even like... In an alternate universe, talk me into Mark Wahlberg kind of yeah, killing the film. Especially but still being in, in it. that time. Yeah. You know? Like pre Ted Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Pre Ted <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, pre whatever the hell movie he just did on Netflix, Post Malone. Um, God. He's like one of those weird <laughs> actors. I can't understand how Pre Transformers. Yeah. Because he's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's Mark. Have you not Mark. seen Oh, man. He's Mark and Mark. I, I yeah. used to, my mom used to be really into that. Sh- the, the, reality show that him and his brothers had so the one about their burger the joint Wahlbergs, yeah the wall yeah Wal- Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers. <laughs> there's the a Wahlburgers in london there's a Wahlburgers in covent garden why? Man. Why? i don't know i have friends who work there when i saw it i was like <laughs> fuck yeah it's turnt though <laughs> yeah 
Paul Walker actually won out though the um, role for Brian O'Connor due to his likeness mm-hmm. of Steve McQueen because yeah, uh, yeah He's I pretty. guess Rob Cohen really liked Bullet and uh, Steve McQueen. But mm-hmm. apparently Paul Walker was really, really big into the idea of doing the film because he saw Donnie Brasco and he really uh, wanted to play an undercover cop. Yeah. 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 This is Donnie Brasco meets Point Break meets Cars. Yeah. Um, point Break, but Cars. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel is Dominic Toretto. Hell yeah. So apparently the studio Vin- would only greenlight the film if Timothy Olymphit Signed Timothy on. Oliphant. Yeah, sorry, Oliphant. Yeah, I can't say his name. I never know how to say it. Elephant. Um, signed on as Dominic, but he what? did Gone in 60 Seconds the year yeah, prior. That's And uh, he didn't want to do it. Apparently, he studio want executives it. also wanted Colin Farrell for the role. Gross. I don't think that would work. I can't see Dominic Toretto as anybody else. I'm yeah, definitely. so sorry. Definitely that not. That is like... The ironically, that's such an iconic role. Yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah. I can't imagine anyone else either. I mean, it's like Vin Diesel's role. It's uh, yeah, it's it's the Vin Diesel yeah. role. It's Dominic Toretto, Groot, um, whatever the hell Bloodshot is, whatever Triple um, X is, Triple X. Oh my God, <laughs> The Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, um, I could name so many Vin Diesel movies. Pitch Black. I'm not going to Pitch Black. Well, I mean, you know, he's uh, he's a weird he's actor. An, he's a weird dude. He is like the reverse Nicolas Cage. When I was watching Fast and the Furious, it was really funny the other night when I was watching it because apparently mm. he's he's supposed to only be 24 years old in that film, but nah. he was like 34. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when I was watching it, I was just I was just thinking he's such a weird looking guy. Like he's like. He's when he was telling the story about his father and the car and everything, and uh, I was looking at his face. He's got that face of like a, I don't know, like a very sweet nerd or something. In but the first in, movie, in for a really sure. big bulky body, and it makes no yeah. sense. Like I was just like looking at him, just like so. He makes <laughs> he makes zero sense, especially like I, I know it's part of the thing and it's really iconic. And actually, it does make a lot of sense when he's wearing like the shirt from the garage and it says like Dom or it says Toretto or whatever yeah but then you cut to like the um race at night and he's in the muscle tank and I was like no that's Dominic Toretto that's (laughs) the iconic look yeah Um, and then suddenly everything starts to make sense about him and I was like oh he's that guy um then as the franchise progresses you're like huh (laughs) family okay family family (laughs) Familia. Familia. Corona. He's Italian and Cuban and all the. Yeah. Dominic Toretto is. Wow. His girl in the film and throughout the series is Michelle Rodriguez as Letty Ortiz. I love Letty. Michelle Rodriguez, I mean, she basically plays the same role in every film she's ever in. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's fine. Awesome. Are you going to tell her not to play that role? Nah. Exactly. She'll kick your She's ass, man. She'll kick your ass. Exactly. Yeah. Just thinking of her in like Resident Evil and stuff, you know, and like. Yeah. She's just and SWAT. Um, yeah. yeah. She's a badass. <laughs> I love Letty in this. She's so, she's just so, she doesn't give a shit. She's, yeah. she's just like judging everybody, but then she's also appoints the voice of reason. 
Mm-hmm. And I love that shot of her, like in when she goes into like the convenience store part of the thing, the Toretto thing, and she has her sunglasses and they're like, like, like really well on her nose. And she, I was just like, yeah, this is such a look. And also in that race, that race that she, yeah, like when they're and at then the she game, pulls on the, sun- the race wars yeah. or whatever, and she's just got her glasses down like that. And then the, the stack of money. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it evokes the same thing when I watch Showgirls. It's like, yes, yeah. And there's also Jordana Brewster, who is Mia. Mm, um, this part was written for Eliza Dushku originally, apparently. Oh, okay. But she turned That's it down. Interesting. And apparently also Natalie Portman, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh. Kirsten Dunst. Bijou oh. Phillips. And Jessica Bill auditioned for the role. Jessica I just Biel. feel like some of that's wrong. Like, some I don't know. Yeah. Don't fact Jessica check Biel. me. But yeah. these apparently, I don't know. Man, I, I never wish, know if any of this yeah. shit's true. <laughs> John doesn't know anything he's yeah. saying um, after a year. But one thing that is true, though, is neither Michelle Rodriguez nor Jordana Brewster had driver's licenses or even awesome. learner's permits before production of the film. And they had to take driver's le- driving lessons during awesome. the filming. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Mad respect. I want to be in one of these movies. Did all their so own bad. stunts, too. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. That's that's not true at all. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. They were like, they were so young in this. I was literally like, whoa. Yeah. So much time has flown by. I like really love Mia in this film because I feel like compared to the other films in the franchise, she doesn't really have that much of a role anymore mm-hmm. other than being Brian's wife. Yeah. Um, which is like cool. Amelia. Yeah, rather than Amelia. Um, she gets like sidelined a lot and... In, I feel, that's why I was really excited for F9 because finally Mia gets to drive cars again. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, there's too many goddamn people in the films. Too many goddamn people. And yeah. there's too many people in this one, too. Like, yeah. I don't remember half the names of the people other we than have, like Jesse and Vince. All the white yeah. guys look the same. Well, we have Chad Lindbergh as Jesse. Yeah. The mm-hmm. ADD boy. Yeah. Um, Little tech boy. There's been quite a few films, but. I always just think of him in that film, The Rookie, with uh, Dennis oh. Quaid as a baseball coach. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, uh, that's... It's hit, okay. That and Fast that's and the Furious. That's all yeah. I ever think about. Um, yeah, when I see this guy. Anyway, he the Volkswagen Jetta, this is a random fact for you, that uh, he drives oh, in the Brian movie Volkswagen. and he loses the papers to uh, oh, yeah. Johnny so, Tran. Johnny, Johnny Tran. Yeah, that apparently was later purchased by Frankie Muniz. <laughs> <laughs> the actual car? Yeah. So there you go. First some Malcolm in the middle, whatever you were talking about earlier. Yeah, <laughs> Greg Sestero. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a little Malcolm? <laughs> uh, there's no googly Emmy who plays mm. Hector. And my Hector. God, does that guy play the same character in every film? Yes, as well. he does. And he comes back in the seventh one to get punched in the face <laughs> by Letty. And he'd be like, Letty, you don't remember me? And I was like, I'm not sure the audience remembers you, dog. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you from a lot of films, but I can't. Where you play I, the always, same dude. Yeah, I get them yeah. mixed up all the time. He's in Training Day playing the same character. <laughs> um, but yeah. He's, he's good, though. I like Hector. Yeah, I, I I I was looking up a little bit about him, and it turns out he's actually like he used to be into gangs and stuff, Whoa. and um, obviously he's tight cast all the time as a gang yeah. member. But it's probably because he has knowledge of it. I guess sometimes yeah. Hollywood does do that; they'll take people who actually were former gang members and 
that way they know that it'll be legit. But um, apparently he's like pretty good about reaching out to kids and stuff and, uh, you know, talking to them about not joining gangs and shit, which is cool. So, you know, Fairfax to him. Keep playing that role. Who cares? I mean, he's making more money than I will ever make playing Hmm. the same character. So great job. I want to be in a Fast and Furious movie so bad. You don't understand. I'm pretty and I have a driver's license. Is that not enough for you, Universal? You Is it? Knocked out by Letty? Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a dream that was. Gave be. you a new career goal based yeah. off of something you just talked about. Get hit yeah. by Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the dream. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I want to go fast. Yeah. Rick anyway. Yoon is Johnny Tran. Don't yeah. know much about him. But he plays a, a lot of face, like, though. yeah, he plays a lot of like Asian bad guys in yeah. Hollywood. Like I like the last thing I saw him in, and I'm sure he's been in more stuff, but the last thing I saw him in was Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. I was like the leader of like the North Korean like spies or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. This, this film is amazing for how diverse it feels. Oh, yeah. It but feels, at the same time, it's not. It's the most typecasted fucking film yeah. possible. Like yeah. when you think about like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Watching it Acting was hilarious. Rewatching trouble. it took me down memory lane because I'll just say like, like I said earlier, I saw the film when it came out and I was like of a good enough age to like be totally aware of how much of an impact it had on pop culture. Yeah. And uh, just culture around me in America. Like after that film came out, tons and tons and tons of people were starting to like speed around, you know, in in my hometown, street racing, putting those fucking neon lights under their cars. My God. Yeah. Driving underneath lorries. um, Yeah. Everybody was doing that. Everybody was doing that. You know what? Actually, you know what? I, I, yeah, I don't care about that scene because Chevy Chase did it first. I'm in complete control. Get around this egg timer. That's he did true. it first in vacation, yeah. so oh, man. screw him. Fuck I've you, heard Dominic. Chevy Chase's name so much this week for reasons you will expect. Um, Community. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's get into Ja Rule. Murder. Because yeah. <laughs> how in the hell did Ja Rule have so much influence over this film? Oh my God, he was on the fucking soundtrack. Yeah, he's all over the soundtrack. He's all over the soundtrack. This is like, yeah. who else has done this? Idris Elba did it for yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Um, there's two albums for this film. There's one that was called The Fast and the Furious, and yeah. then there's one called More Fast and Furious. Yeah, More the So Creative. The <laughs> Fast and the Furious was all like the hip hop sort of like, yeah. I don't know, that hip hop R&B sort of stuff that's in the film. And then Very there was early the one Roland, Roland song by yeah. uh, Limp Bizkit. But then the other was just all the weird grungy like alternative yeah. rock music that's in the film that's, that's also just in the film. buried in like saliva and shit like that it's, yeah it's such a weird mix in the soundtrack it's so i think it shows time. like the 
obviously it's of the time but i think it's like that dual like duality brian has to live with like i'm into street racing but i'm also a a cop (laughs) yeah but i am also a white boy (laughs) i'm a Um, white boy yeah oh man but y'all rule my god i what the hell instantly (laughs) remembered the street race like the first street race which is like one of the best scenes in the entire film completely completely um like I, I remember like vividly and I screamed the lines and I hadn't seen it in years. Like I don't remember the last time I've seen this film, but like I screamed the lines Manaj <laughs> and, and then when he's about to lose, Monica No, no Monica, that's my favorite thing. And then that girl that comes up to him, mm-hmm. presumably Monica, um, yeah. that he's just just feels up and i'm like yo yeah. ja rule in this movie all right i've got something about that girl do you want to have a good laugh yes all i right. love a good laugh so the woman who comes onto ja rule's character Monica. edwin in the first film before the race wasn't an actress or even an extra what the hell according to <laughs> rob cohen according to rob cohen she was just a woman who was in jaw's trailer <laughs> That is, the, that is the most jaw rule thing I've ever uh, heard, and I watched that whole fire festival movie. <laughs> the fire festival thing just doesn't what? even make sense to me. None of ja it rule, makes sense. He's, he's jaw so rule stupid. is an entity that doesn't make sense. Yeah, like we were talking about how Vin Diesel doesn't make sense. Jaw rule makes zero yeah. sense. But no, I I think jaw rule is a really funny person that I don't understand. Yeah, like you said, he's an entity. And he's also one of the stupidest people in the world um, when you're not even talking about Firefest because yeah. apparently after this film, he was offered a bigger role in the franchise, particularly because um, you know, Vin Diesel was unsure if he would be a part of the franchise anymore because he wasn't in the second film. He only yeah. came back in a cameo in the third film. Yeah. And Ludacris ended up getting that role. Yeah, because Ludacris is brilliant. And Ludacris is still in the series as well. Yeah, I so, love you, Taj. Yeah, he, um, Ja Rule turned that down, and he's Damn. dumb. Damn, and then he dumb. did fire It could have been Ludacris. All right, do you want to have another weird laugh? I love uh, weird laughs, Jonathan. Keep them coming, please. Especially Rob, with this movie. I don't know how true this is. This seems so fucking fake. But uh, it ties in really nicely to our last mm. Patreon episode. Rob Cohen's original casting choices for Dominic was Mario Lopez. Brian was Mark Paul Gross- Gossler. So he wanted to do. And Jesse was Dustin Diamond. Oh <laughs> I don't know if this is true at all. And then Letty was yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah, um, that would have been great. But uh, yeah, apparently so studio. Good. Execs feared that reteaming Saved by the Bell co-stars would confuse the audience. It would would. be so crazy. Can you imagine Mario Lopez in like a muscle tank drinking Coronas? No. Yes, I could. I could actually totally imagine Mario Lopez as Dominic, to be honest. Or even fair enough, Mark Paul Gossler. Okay, Mark Paul Gossler is like it. Yeah, I can imagine one of those Brian. two, but not both of them together. It can't yeah, happen. Yeah, because that'd, that'd be, be weird. too weird. I would just yeah. be thinking Zach and Slater. What the hell? Yeah, but Dustin Diamond, period, in anything. <laughs> Dustin Diamond, Fuck period. <laughs> <laughs> the way Ja Rule says period when he's looking at Brian's car, I was just like, whoa! <laughs> like I'm ascending. I'm astral projecting. 
it's <laughs> insane it's insane and yeah yeah d- dude like the whole like i love how they gave each racer their own like pre-race prep and then you got Brian is on his computer and Dom is tweaking up his NOS and the Asian kid is playing, video, playing games. video games. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's for the culture. Yeah. Good for you. Typecast that kid one more time. I dare you. <laughs> and then jaw rule, just get some titties. And I was yeah. like, clearly somebody's winning here. Clearly <laughs> like, someone has a good agent. Yeah. Clearly. Or clearly <laughs> somebody has really good people in their trailer. Yeah. Um, how did Senor? he convince how no monica monica <laughs> what <laughs> menage <laughs> oh, oh, and man. that was like one of those things where like it's so funny to me now but a good 10 years ago that scene would have made me so mad yeah it's so weird although <laughs> so this was kind of funny i noticed this and uh and I didn't realize it was it was Rob Cohen's film. But mm. when they're watching the movie on the television, um, and oh yeah, Vince comes in to make popcorn, and he throws his homophobic slur to Brian, and mm. uh, they nearly get in a fight. And uh, when he goes storming out, and he goes past the TV, you can see there's a film on, and the film mm. is Dragon the Bruce Lee story. And I was just like, oh shit, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Yeah. Turns out it's Rob Cohen's film. So damn, yeah. What a mark Yikes. for his own shit. Yeah. <laughs> the Rob Co- the Rob Cohen cinematic universe. <laughs> they all exist. <laughs> they all uh, exist in the same timeline. Oh, so God. Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez were actually dating off screen during the filming yeah. of this. Not surprised. Yeah. Remember that sex scene that cut to- was cut together so weird. It <laughs> yeah. was shot, I think, majority like Majority from the same angle, the same exact angle. And I'm like, huh? Mm. It's very jarring. I think I think the thing with like films in the 2000s like this, or at least especially in the, from the late 90s into the early 2000s when it came to like sex scenes and stuff, they tried, I think, really hard to make it overtly sexy. Mm-hmm. Like they try so hard and yeah. then you just kind of lose it. Just being like, that is kind of funny though. It really is just of the time, though, because it's it was very like, of the time. No, for sure. The music and everything. I mean, like not like I, I, you know, I obviously love wrestling, but I mean, that was that music that was in the film, the just the over sexualized bullshit, like yeah. all that stuff all the ass, at that yeah. same time in wrestling was like just to that the was max, the thing that was happening. to the max. And it's just like Scott, the late 90s and early 2000s were such a weird time. Yeah. Well, and then, oh man, they had a film like in the film they had a thing called Race Wars, which yeah. is such an unfortunate title. <laughs> such an unfortunate <laughs> title, which they bring back in the seventh film to Do involve Vicky wow. Azalea. Does yeah. anyone say, "Hey, this is a weird thing"? Like, why is it called Race Wars? Oh my god! Actually, the exposition in the first like two minutes of the film, it's Letty and Dom, and they're in the car, and then. Letty's like, so race wars, what is it? Do we like go to this every year? And then Dom looks at her. Obviously, the music cuts and it zooms in on him. And he's like, race wars, we invented it. And I was like, you invented I was like, yeah, it's for the first movie. But also, you invented race wars. That's a sentence you want to say. That's something me and Jamie do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's actually something Jamie calls me. <laughs> race wars. It's full circle. It's full circle. Shout out, Jamie. 
Apparently, real life drivers brought uh, brought their cars to participate in this huge scene. Awesome! When they blocked off and, the road. Yeah, and there was over one thousand five hundred cars at the race wars. Holy shit! The filmmakers, I don't know, like Rob Cohen. You know, he he he's. We've alluded to him being a maybe a bad guy. Yeah. Um. Bit of a dick and, one. And. Uh, he, it's not for murder, but he does like to paint houses. I heard you paint houses. He does like to paint houses. Because apparently the filmmakers asked owners of the houses in the backgrounds of the film to paint their houses <laughs> in more muted colors so they could show off the colorful cars. Oh, man. Woo! I pray <laughs> for the production designer that had to go liaise with the neighborhood people. Yeah. Like, shoot it on a lot, dude, and then paint the houses (laughs) in the lot. Jesus. Weren't you under Universal in the first place? They have neighborhoods. (laughs) Anyway. I'm wrapping up a little bit here, but Mm -hmm. like I I uh wanted to ask you what's like your favorite quote of the film. Obviously, like, I mean, come on, Monica Minaj. Man. Actually, I think mine is a Ja Rule quote as well. Um, it's not how you stand by your car, it's how you race it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good and I line. was like, that's a good line and also a great way to live. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, Ja Rule, that's the only time you ever made sense. Anyway. Yeah. My my favorite line What's from yours? the film, and it's something that I heard so much growing up uh-huh. from my older sister. Anytime we were playing any sort of games or any sort of thing like that, and she would beat me, and I would just if I happened to even utter, I almost won. Yeah. She would say the famous lines from Dominic. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. And I'm oh, just like, man. yeah, it's great. But hey, if you pay okay. attention from the point of view of the train as Brian and Dom cross the track <laughs> at the end of the movie, Brian actually wins by a few Brian inches. Wins. Yeah. Woo. Congrats, Brian, for yeah. your life saving win. Um, that also, like, again, lots of stuff that's in the first film they echo in the later films. And it's one of those things where, like, yeah, these make for really great set pieces, but. If you're like a keen viewer of these things, you catch it because Brian and Dom end up jumping through buildings in the seventh film, if anybody yeah. can recall. And they started out humbly jumping over some train tracks. Okay. And yeah. yeah. Just keep jumping. And it's, yeah. And it's that whole like, <laughs> that, that whole, their whole relationship, I think, is the best encapsulated in that scene. Mm-hmm. Wherein like there is a mutual respect for one another, but they won't admit it because there's like this hyper masculine thing of I can't tell you how much i appreciate you because hashtag that's gay um, <laughs> yeah, especially back then <laughs> back then especially yeah. vis-a-vis vince who like desperately wanted dom's attention but yeah he's like so, so hard for dom. and like he's so hard for dom and that's why i think he hated brian so much like not even because he was hitting on mia he doesn't give his he doesn't give a shit about mia he's like you are muscling in literally muscling in on my dude here what yeah. are you doing get away and i love that scene at the party where they like like dom gives brian vince's corona and i was like yeah this scene would not fly in 2020 <laughs> like, oh man, what a silly movie well the film made 207.3 million dollars at the box office on money. a budget of only 38 million which is a lot not only a that's lot. a lot of money but still i mean it made a shit ton of money Mm. Yeah, I, I before I get into something, I, I did want to say that I thought it was kind of funny how, I mean, we talked about this a little bit where it just feels mm-hmm. like the first, the first two movies. I mean, the first film, I think they were just like, whatever, we're doing something, and yeah, we're doing something. Yeah, 
they're like, okay, well, obviously this is a big hit, so let's let's make a sequel. They make a sequel. Mm. They made the third film. Things were a lot different than they didn't make a film for a long time. And then, like we mentioned earlier, they came back back. and just really expanded the series. I don't think they thought this was going to be what it was. No, they really didn't. There's no way. No way. They did not think this through. Like, they're smart for not killing off um, any of their their leads you know yeah until later in the films um only to bring them back Mm. (laughs) miraculously (laughs) and so all the vengeance and anger from the previous films is just null and void because this motherfucker's just back to life but um yeah i know i remember like i think fast four still had a bit of both worlds i think you saw that this is their ambition they're going for they're hitting the action points like that sort of genre points more so than the whole like the wholesome well not really wholesome there is something quite wholesome though of like these are just street racers that jack like the hijack huge um trucks and then turning it into oh now the undercover cop is an fbi agent and they're all embroiled in this huge drug cartel thing and then from that point forward has continuity throughout the rest of the franchise um which is, yeah, like, good on them for sort of figuring out how to do all of this. Um, especially when you're like, yeah, okay, we probably didn't think this through. But they managed to scrounge something together that are still hits. Like, they yeah. are definitely not the best movies in the world. But they're still quite a lot of fun, at least for me. And for, like, millions of other people. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's it's insane. Like, they literally save the world, like, every single movie from the sixth film onward it's crazy it's <laughs> just so stupid like the stakes get so higher stupid. and higher it's so stupid and it's always some yeah. fucking red herring that's like oh we gotta get the we gotta get the usb we gotta get the this we gotta get the we gotta stop yeah. the hacker and then it's always like classic movie hacking where they yeah. talk out loud and they like yeah you're not gonna take this <laughs> it kills me like when um, you watch the hobbs and troll trailer oh god like and then My you compared life. it to so this far. film. It's like, what the What fuck? the hell? <laughs> so like you're telling me. Literally Superhero Man. Yeah. <laughs> literally Idris Elba as Black <laughs> Superman. You see him get his spine readjusted and his spine is like a robot spine. And you're telling me this exists like 10 years onward from when Dom and Brian used to jack like lorries full of DVDs, like <laughs> DVD players. No, like what? what? The fuck? What the fuck was yeah. what? Well, so crazy. This movie apparently so was crazy. pitched as a West Side Story, but with cars. Oh, West Side Story with cars. And it also hijacked the whole like hijacking scene mm. um, from John Ford's Vacation? stagecoach. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's almost shot for shot if you shot look at shot. that stagecoach hijacking. There's very mm. similar bits to it, um, the way it was shot and everything. But this film. Mm. is the biggest point break ripoff yeah, ever. Yeah, of all time. It yeah, is for sure. Beat for beat. Beat for beat, point break. It's just point break. Yeah, when I was watching it, I was just like, I'm, I got pissed off Paul watching Walker it. Walker is Keanu and Dominic Toretto is Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze would have made a great Dominic Toretto, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. A film I would love to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got. It's, I yeah. just got pissed off watching it, though, because I was just like, it's beat for beat. I, I was having a good time. Mm. No, I'm not gonna lie; it's fun. But at the same time, I was just like, every, every, like I just never saw it that way before. And then, like, yeah. 
it wasn't that long ago that I watched rewatch Point Break again, and mm. I was just like, "Fuck, man, this is like everything that happens in this film." Fuck, man, this is Fast and Furious. It's fucking Point yeah. Break. And then I start looking into it even more, and there's just like, it is Point Break. It is Point Break. Yeah. There's Neptune's Net where mm. they meet to have yeah. shrimp tacos or whatever. That's in Point Break. That's where. That's literally Lori, the beach. Yeah. That's where Lori Petty's character works in <laughs> yeah. Point Break. So Maybe there's a really good flow chart. Um, really good flow chart here, though, to help mm. you figure out. I love flow charts. If you're watching Point Break mm-hmm. or Fast and the Furious. Ooh. So I just want you to answer. Yes, I love games. Right. Is the hero a puckish young FBI agent? Um, that's point break because Brian is technically LAPD. Well, <laughs> is he yeah. a, well, he's working with the FBI. He's working with the FBI. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Is he Definitely. inspiring to be an FBI agent? Yeah. Okay. All right. So is he a young cop undercover basically? Yes. Does he deduce that extreme sportsmen are responsible for a rash of crimes? Extreme sportsmen. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Both sports are very extreme, actually. Does he track them by going undercover to take part in the sport? Yes. Does he initially target the wrong set of criminals? Yes. <laughs> Does he fall in love with a waitress in the villain's circle? Yes. <laughs> Does he bond with the main, uh, the main criminal over a shrimp in a beach restaurant? Yes. Does the gang blow his cover and then coerce him into helping them with one last job? Yes. Sort of, yes. But yes. Sort of, yes. And that's weird. Um, does it go badly wrong with half the gang getting badly wounded? Yes. After this bloodbath, does the hero let the villain go free at the end like some kind of massive idiot? Yes. Is Vin Diesel in it? <laughs> yes. Then you're watching the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same movie. It's the it's same movie, so but I'm not so... mad about it. I remember yeah. listening to. I was hoping I really, you yeah. had never gotten down and thought about how. Oh no! I think about it. Rip off it every is. fucking day um, of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big How Did This Get Made fan, as I'm sure yeah. I've established in previous episodes, and they do really great um, takedowns. And I just don't like pimping other people's podcasts. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry. No, no, but they do really great. That's like, not true. They do really great. How did this? Um, they do really great Fast and Furious episodes for like everything in the franchise, and they literally like the first thing they say is like, "Yeah, this is Point Break with cars." Yeah, like it yeah. is. I mean, I said it early on, mm. and then I didn't realize how much it was until later in the film. That's where I accidentally spoiled um, Julia. <laughs> Yeah, because like I said, I said, God, this is just like, like point breaking cars. Wait, then, he's a cop? <laughs> yeah, she, and then she was just like, what, is one of them a cop? And I was just like. <laughs> Which one? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's just the like similar boy? to point break, you know, it's because um, he like has to infiltrate, you know, he just tries to get yeah. into the crew and stuff. And by that Why point, does he have to infiltrate, John? <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get in, you know, he's just trying to get in. He needs some new uh, friends, man. Brian literally has no friends. He's just trying to be cool. (laughs) Brian literally has no friends. All right. So I didn't piss you off, but I will allow you to go go beef. Let's hear about this beef. How much do you know about Vin Diesel and The Rock's beef? I know like a general amount. I know that in 
the seventh and eighth i think it's more so in the eighth film but it sort of started like earlier on quietly but it became public in the seventh film wherein like um vin diesel and the rock shared zero screen time together technically um so like they may be in the same scene but they never share like a frame together oh sort of like heat yeah like heat (laughs) where they try to pretend like but he had a purpose um while this is just petty like the beef is mostly like i think obviously they're both quote-unquote alpha males yeah and they obviously want to be the stars and the lead of the franchise and then tyrese had to jump in and be like hey i hate all this beef so i'm gonna beef with everybody else too in true tyrese fashion um so tyrese is in there a little bit but i also like remember that i think it's sort of in their contracts um which sort of came out during Hobbs and Shaw, wherein like the these the guys, mostly the guys, these guys, these bald guys, um, can't be seen losing or like um, they can only <laughs> take this a certain. A match? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for real. Like, got the whole Kogan fucking treatment, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm like I think, I think lose. it's similar. I think it's in the Fate of the Furious, and it's also in Hobbs and Shaw, wherein it's in the Rock's contract where he can't. Um, take more punches than the other co-star <laughs> like he can't lose literally I'm like we get it you were Fuck a wrestler yeah. and it's this whole like and then I remember The Rock just being publicly um, I don't know who's in the right and who's in the wrong to be honest but I just remember The Rock calling Vin Diesel a candy ass on Instagram and I was like oh we're in it yeah. for the long haul I, <laughs> I'm like, as much as I like wrestling I'm 100% under the belief that The Rock is probably the main instigator. Because apparently yeah, he's an him. asshole. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's, you know, th- just throughout his career done things. What like Because he was handed he was handed everything. Like, yeah. you know, um, not to say he didn't earn it, like, eventually. Because when he was, when he, like, was coming up into the wrestling business, he was, like, a, a, uh, the son of a, a popular former wrestler yeah and his family had a rich history of like being big performers in wrestling i don't know like he he was just given this big huge spot at, at a very young age and yeah. everyone was just like die rocky die <laughs> and then the next thing you know he like gets turned into a bad guy and then that's when he started to prove how good he was but he still always just was handed everything and it was just like he has such an ego and he was such an asshole to people and like there's some weird stories about The Rock in the past as well like Mm. you know some stuff about him like kind of beating up some women and stuff and yeah he's a weird weird person Um, this is why I'm Team Shaw yeah like I'm I will like He's I can't be Shaw because I don't like Jason Statham either. I love Jason <laughs> Statham, especially in these movies. <laughs> he's so good in these movies. He really yeah. makes like because I think The Rock is a bit too Disney for me, not to sort of yeah. reference his role in Moana, but I think Jason Statham has like a certain level of self awareness where like he knows this is a bit silly and he mm-hmm. knows it's a bit stupid, but he will obviously perform and do his best. Oh yeah, I'm sure like and he's probably just a proper team player. Yeah, the but movie. the Rock. I wouldn't be surprised. And if that's the, Rock's, the thing. Yeah, the Rock's contract. If he has those sort of clauses in his contract, that's a clause, yeah. he's directly involved with wrestling. Yeah, because of how much they try to protect people, mm. that they would be like, oh well, if people go and watch Fast and the Furious and they see that the Rock gets beat up by mm. like Vin Diesel, then they're not going to believe if he comes back and he he you know beats John Cena. And it's just like yeah, who cares? Oh God, like I'm who cares? so ready. 
No one cares. I'm so ready for John Cena in the ninth. Oh movie. yeah, he's I'm gonna so be in the next ready. one. He's, he's the, the new other Rock now, Toretto. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I read that. And I was just like, Toretto. Jesus Christ. That's like, so I, crazy. Where did he go? And like, oh, it's just so. Especially considering how the scale of the sort of like later films in the franchise have increased so massively to the point that they are stopping terrorist attacks, yada, yada, yada. The Rock (laughs) just plays this invincible knight in shining armor character to a point where I remember like I I watched Furious 7 really recently with my mom. Um, Because my mom's also really into these movies. Um, And The Rock just breaks out of his cast after literally being thrown out of a building. And and then he shoots down a helicopter with a huge machine gun. And I was like, this movie was just about street racing. Yeah. What What is going going on? And then, and then him, and oh man, but Jason Statham's a really great addition to the franchise, I think. But however, The Rock's addition, although I. I know the general consensus is that lots of fans are really into it. That like, oh, super franchise. Da, da, da. I kind of think it takes away a lot of that like um, homegrown sort of. These are just yeah, like these are just kids from the neighborhood that really like street racing and they also do this for a living. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that whole duality that they can't really hold anymore because it's spiraled out of control so much. <laughs> yeah. But I think Vin Diesel's part of the franchise, where he tries to keep it character driven and family driven, is where they might have clashed. I think because like Vin has been there from day one. There's that whole infringement between hey, there's this newcomer um, versus mm-hmm. like Ivan Air for ages and then yeah. obviously they both have huge egos and they make lots of money and there's a lot of money at stake so that's why there's a beef and I don't yeah, know how I mean, Tyrese fits into all of this but I think it's really funny that does Tyrese tries to muscle Tyrese's comic like, relief that yeah, but, I don't think is necessary because everybody else around him is funnier but I do adore the, his character he was just slightly popular at the time yeah. of the second film mm-hmm. and was cutting his teeth in the movie industry because he did Baby Boy with John Singleton. Yeah. And that's how he got into this film because, well, too fast, too furious because he was uh, he was in Baby Boy. John Singleton he was in Baby Boy. Yeah. did Too Fast, Too Furious. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I just think like, it's just, it's just really funny. Like, because Tyrese is such a weird, like, he he's basically such only in these films now. And like, yeah, yeah and I mean, Transformers. I'm just thinking, yeah, and Transformers, but I mean <laughs> Transformers. Like I rewatched those recently too. <laughs> I think this these films are basically like it's like G.I. Joe and Transformers just yeah. had sex and then they created the franchise. That yeah, but became then the, the cars the don't furious. turn into robots. Yeah. And it's um, just until bonkers. Hobbs and Shaw. In yeah. which the cars do turn into robots, which <laughs> um, <laughs> is insane. Um, I could do a podcast on Hobbs and Shaw alone, but I won't put the people through that. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Yeah, I need to crazy. do my homework. Yes. And like catch up on all the films I've missed of this series because I've not mm. watched most of them. Um, yeah. Especially the later ones, uh, including Hobbs and Shaw. So maybe Fast, one day, yeah. If watch I watch Fast Hobbs and Fun. Shaw, and we'll we'll we'll. We'll yeah, reconvene we'll for another yeah. bullshit episode and I'll try to figure out how in the hell I got here. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I do every day. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Fast, Fast Five because I think that's like the turning point of the whole thing. Because they're trying to mm-hmm. they're trying to marry the whole we're thieves with um 
we're going to save the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is very ambitious. And I think they do it really well. And I think that's like the best team up. Like yes. that's, I like the new crew as yes. much as I love the crew in this movie. I love the new crew. I think they work so well. Um, I'm like such a huge, like, I like Gal Gadot in this movie and I don't like her in any other movies. Not even Wonder yeah. Woman, man. So <laughs> that says a lot. I mean, um, still not seeing Wonder Woman or any of those uh, Justice League films. Don't really care. Okay, Aquaman. Okay. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> not even going to do that. Still not see Aquaman either. Yeah, I see Aquaman. How dare yeah, you make any of I'm these in. jokes? Yeah, I don't watch films How that I'm in. How dare you? Man, Aquaman yeah. was lit. I didn't make the jokes though. People made no, the no. Jokes. People people made yeah. the jokes. People made the jokes. Also, just to bring it back to like Johnny Tran, I love his motorcycle crew, and they're so fast and so furious. Hello, Steve. What are you doing? Biting Hello. Why are you biting John's she just arm? Biting my arm. Very fast and very furiously, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Johnny Tran, very fast, very furious. There's a lot. This fast. is yeah, definitely this encapsulates. They're really angry and they drive really fast. Plus, the other yeah. movies kind of lose it on that. But yeah, except for too fast, too furious. Except for too they fast, got, they, got too they got too fast. They got too. <laughs> that's my favorite film title. Yeah, if um, anything, I should just be happy that you get that to be a joke for anything. It's yeah. like anything you ever say. Three fast, three like, furious. Too fast, too furious. It's just too funny. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's always funny. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. The and we got to keep, we got to keep like fucking weird rappers and, and jobs, you know, like, yeah, for you sure. Know, like Tyrese I, and, uh, Ludacris. and Ludacris, you know, Ludacris they need is work. so good in these movies. <laughs> He's so good. He's the Bow blueprint wow. for all tech guys. Fuck Bow Wow. Okay. <laughs> 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 I am burning some bridges here, but. I told you I was ready to uh, piss you off. I was just just gearing up for Bow Wow hate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bow Wow and his fake ass private jet. Go Like Mike. Like, oh, (laughs) a basketball (laughs) film for the ages. So there you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this first episode of Franchised. We hope you enjoyed our bullshitting through the first Fast and the Furious movie. It's a very damn good movie and a franchise. I mean, oh my God, I think it's going to be really hard to beat, even though it's just Point Break with Cars. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking good movie. It's a great movie. Enjoy that one a lot. I love that one. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed that episode as well, and it wasn't too confusing because we did jump around a little bit as we were talking about some, like I mentioned, some of the future films and stuff because we weren't really sure this was going to become a thing. Mm-hmm. It becomes more of a thing in the next episode. Um, so it starts to get a little bit neater and Ariane and I are like talking more future building as we go along. It was fun. I, I enjoyed that first episode and it was, a, it was a really fun episode. I remember recording it back in the day and we just had a blast. We start getting into beef watch and all that sort of oh, stuff yeah. which becomes, becomes a, a big fi- fixture later yeah. on. Because um, they have beef the actors. On. Uh, later on we'll fill you in just keep listening keep listening keep listening yeah uh, you can follow us at breadcrumbs pod on twitter and instagram and learn more about the breadcrumbs collective at breadcrumbscollective.com yeah feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you think about the show and we may even read some of your comments out in future episodes if you like what you hear so far please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over on apple Podcasts. it really helps us out and we would love to just you know grow this show yeah definitely so as always you can follow me at tall for all t-a-l-l 
the number four ALO on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Ariane where? At Ariane and Indita on Twitter and Instagram. Sweet. So stay tuned as next week we'll start our engines once again with one of the best sequel names of all. Oh, sorry. I scratch that. It's, it's, it's just pretty much one of the best name, film names in general. It's amazing. Oh, my God. As we start our ongoing ranking as well from next week, it's going to be too fast. Too furious. Too fast. Too, too fast for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you next week. Bye, guys. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged in Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.